everyone. Welcome to the Small Business Cheerleader web series and podcast. I'm here today joined by the lovely uh, Lisa Blackham of Lisa Blackham Coaching. Um, I would just like to say hello and how are you today? Hi, Nicola. Hi, you're good. You're good. She's coming to us all the way from Esperance via Zoom magic. Um, now, Lisa's been um, in Esperance for 27, um, well, 27 years. Wow, that is awesome. What a lovely place. I love it down there. I just love it. Is it like paradise on earth? Is that what it feels like? It feels yeah, like when I go down there. Pretty much, pretty much. Although the wind is pretty wild today. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Um, down at Lucky Bay there, I was when I was down there the first time, it was stormy and, oh, my God, that was, um, that was intense. That was intense. Yes, well, um, we've had yeah, a little but, intense time for the past few days. Yeah, I know, right? We're yeah. here today. We're going to talk about um, mindset and uh, work-life balance uh, for busy working mums, which we all know something about and we all know someone who's juggling it. Um, me for one, I know that much. Um, so I just wanted to um, really put it over to you for a second so you can introduce yourself and really um, just share with us what um, started you and what you're doing and what sort of uh, drove your passion for uh, helping working, uh, busy working mums. Thanks, Nicola. It's so beautiful to be here and be able to share a little bit of my journey and maybe some tips and ideas that will help other busy working mums. So, yeah, I've been coaching now for just over three years. I started um, just with one-on-one coaching to begin with and um, it's starting to branch out a little bit more with some online and some group coaching. But my coaching came from a personal journey, really. I was the typical busy working mum. I have, I'm a teacher by trade, so a high school teacher, and have just literally finished at the end of last year up with my 30-year teaching career to really pursue my coaching. But what really drove me into uh, becoming a coach was my personal breakdown. So about 10 or 12 years ago now, I suffered from anxiety and that basically was fueled by me being um, a perfectionist, an overgiver, um, a workaholic. Uh, as you know, I live in Esperance and so I get heavily involved in the community. My kids were growing up and were sporty little beavers. So I was yeah, heavily involved in their sport, being the coach, the umpire, the administrator, you name it, not to mention being a full-time teacher not to mention being the wife of a um, real estate agent and we have our own real estate agency down here. So wearing a gazillion hats led me to overthink everything and worry about everything, not wanting to let anybody down, um, just doing, doing, doing all the time and ending up in this sort of cycle of burnout. So I'd crash and burn almost every school holidays and take the holidays to rest and recover and then start the whole cycle again. And, yeah. and with all of that, burnout led to anxiety. And so I went, I can't live like this anymore. Mm-hmm. So ra- cut a long story short, went on a bit of a wellness journey to figure out what was going on up here and all mm-hmm. the overthinking. Um, managed to cure my anxiety, find a whole bunch of amazing tools and techniques that really calmed my mind down. And I initially called my business Creating Calm because that's 
sort of who I became. I became a beacon for calmness and, yep. you know, started teaching mindfulness and meditation and yoga and things like that as part of my healing journey and then wanting to share it with others. And from yoga, meditation came coaching, which was just a natural progression because I've always been someone who listens to everybody and kind of is that sounding board and the mirror for people to talk to. And I went, well, why don't I put all of that together and help people? And so I do now um, because if I can do it, a typical busy mum with kids and a crazy busy life, if I can find ways to create some calm and balance in my life, then I can certainly help others to do the same too. So here I am yeah, today, well, coaching. That's, that's amazing. I mean, we all go through it and especially the chatter that we tend to have in our head about wanting to be everything to everyone and, and making sure we're not letting anyone down. You know, that whole thing of I'm working too much, the kids are missing me or you're with the kids and work's missing. And there's always that juggling, isn't there? I mean, um, how is it that life becomes so out of balance for us? Well, the million dollar question, isn't it really? Um, personally, I think it's, um, it is a mindset game and it comes down to our conditioning and our programming, I reckon. Um, as mums in today's society, there is almost an unwritten rule, expectation, law, if you like, that we should be able to do it all and we should be able to do it all. And I say should, um, in inverted commas, because it's an expectation. It's not our belief. It's been something that we've learnt from um, society, from media, from our friends, from family and things like that. So there's that expectation that we should be able to do it all and have it all. And so we try, we try our best to do that. And when we keep pushing ourselves to do more and be more, something's got to give. And that's what happened to me with the burnout. You know, um, you keep doing and doing and doing and not uh, allowing yourself time to catch up, to recover, to rest and recuperate, you burn yourself out and yeah. the whole cycle starts all over again. So I really think it's a, a conditioning that we've kind of, yeah, where we are right now. Um, I know a lot of people are starting to recognise that and are taking, taking that on board and looking for ways to live life um, more simply, I think. Yeah. get get back get back to basics that's why I think you find online now a lot of people are um, looking um, with rose-colored glasses at the 80s and stuff like that mm -hmm. when there was no social media and no it didn't feel like all these expectations were on top of us as um, and I know that when I started work when my kids were young um, I just tried to do everything and I remember I had that burnout phase when my first one went to kindy and I was trying to drop the little one at daycare then the first one had half days at kindy and then trying to drop one off at daycare then kindy pick them up work in that two hours pick them up go back and then I remember my girlfriends took me aside for an intervention one day at Macca's McCafe one night and um, just said we're meeting tonight at seven o'clock and you're going to be there and they just said you need to stop Mm. they just said this needs to stop because you are going to burn out and so sometimes it takes an outside of you to really see what you're going through and to sometimes that honesty can really 
really have an impact and and can can either pull you back from the edge of burnout or if you do have burnout can help you get out the other side yeah definitely that outside intervention or even dare I say it the the big crash yourself like you know burnout beyond burnout where you're actually can't do anything you're no good to anyone and you wake up and go hang on a minute I just did that again. It's time for me to do something yep. else, something about it. So, yeah, definitely good on your friends, girlfriends. Oh, for, they um, were because we were all part of the same mother's group. Mm. So it was um, all three of our, our kids were at kindy together and they knew I'd been working since, um, you know, the, the little one was, um, you know, seven months old trying to balance whilst they were home, mm. you know, and that's enough mm. to get you. But this whole driving between half days at kindy and working and daycare and, and they could just tell I was just, it just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Um, so they'd obviously talked and, and seen that, you know, I needed emotional help and they were there. If they weren't, who knows, I probably would have just burnt myself right out and had to start yeah. again, but they were lucky enough. So I ended up giving a portfolio of my work to another girlfriend who'd been made redundant and was going to start working freelance. So I was able to do that and only keep 10 hours of work. So I was very lucky in that regard. I could make that decision because I did work for myself. Mm. Um, I know a lot of people don't have that luxury. So I was lucky to to pull it right back, spend time with the little one and still work and then build it back up as they got older. But it took that one session. So I understand the work life. I mean, look, I still haven't got it. I've got teenagers (laughs) that look after themselves now and I still feel that guilt, you know, um, pulled pillar to post for, Mm -hmm. you know, soccer training and this and school, you know, year 11 stuff now and yeah it's never I realized I thought oh when they're in high school it'll be easy well no they just go to more things and it just becomes you're driving them until they get a license to parties and drop-offs and pickups at midnight and you know Mm. that's all fine I think if you can save time for yourself I do a lot of staycations Mm. with girlfriends really close girlfriends and that tends to be the way that I can um, reward myself for going through you know three or four months of um, the hard slog and and have a one or two day break and uh, you just got to find what it is I mean what is the perfect work-life balance I mean does it even exist or is there a way that we can uh, look to achieve it yeah, look, I think that's a really good question. And I know it's one that a lot of the ladies that um, I work with ask the same thing, you know, what is the perfect work-life balance? And I don't know that there really is one, to be honest, um, simply because we all run to different programs, don't we? We all have our own unique way of doing life. And I really think balance is the same. There is your own kind of unique way that you can bring balance into your life. And what that looks like for you might be different mm-hmm. to what it looks like for me and anybody else. But there certainly is um, a way that you can feel more balanced day to day. And it might not be the same every single day either. I think there's certainly times in our lives where you know, the balance might look out of balance, but it feels right, like you feel like you're in flow. And then there are other days where it's the same sort of chaos, let's say, but it feels heavy and hard. So it completely depends on your own energy levels, your um, ability to manage what it is that you have on your plate and put all of those, you know, juggling all those balls. So I think it's a real personal thing. And that's what I like to do with my clients is find what their balance 
point is and yeah. it's different for everyone and I think that's that's the tricky part knowing you know what your what your limits are what your boundaries are uh, knowing when you've got the energy levels when they're at peak and when they're not so you know even in getting down to your personal rhythms and things like that so you yeah. know really- I, I've really started to notice that um, mm-hmm. as I got older as well um, how you can see the rhythms come in in different um, different times that you just feel mm-hmm. out of whack and then you feel back into it. Like this week, I've noticed a lot of people are feeling a bit out of whack and and and, and I, I just noticed it even more. So there, there can be lots of things around it, but especially when you're trying to do everything and you're not, the normal things, you're not eating right, you're not drinking water, you're not getting mm-hmm. fresh air, you're stuck at a desk nine hours a day and it, it builds up. And that's where I find I get stuck. That's my my one is where I just get stuck in the go, go, go. I don't take the time to drink the water, get the fresh air. And before you know it, two, three weeks of that and you're, you're in a hole. So um, I have to be mindful um, to make that a priority in my life because it's the only way I can keep going. So, so how, you know, what, what can we do, do you think, to bring balance back into the work and life? Is it about knowing your 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 rhythms and making sure, even if you take journal or if you mm-hmm. do something like that to make sure that you're aware of them? Yeah, definitely. And I, I, um, I tuned into something you mentioned about yourself taking, um, being mindful about where you're at and what's going on. And I truly believe that with awareness, Um, we can make better decisions for ourselves so the key really is to understanding yourself and the best way to do that is to be more mindful about what's going on what have you got going on in your life how are you feeling about what's going on in your life and maybe assessing where you're at you know are there some things that I don't need in my life right now for this season that I can put on hold or do at another time or, you know, being super aware, that whole mindfulness and um, noticing what's going on, not only around you and your, your environment, your circumstances, but also inside of you as well in your own energy levels and, um, you know, what you're taking on board in your mind and how you're feeling about things. So, yeah, my, my first thought is definitely to be more mindful about what's mm-hmm. going on. And then once you're, you are aware, then you can really tune in to what you need. So it's, I think as, as busy working mums, we forget that we personally mm. are the best um, source of information for ourselves. We, we quite often seek other support from others, which, you know, at times we need that. Absolutely. I, don't get me wrong there. I think connecting and su- having a support network is really crucial to being um to being a super mum for for want of a better word we need our support network but tuning into what we already know and when we really listen to what we need then we can make really informed decisions about what we keep and what we chuck away or what we deal with now or what we save for later no, yep. and really... we have to be honest with ourselves too and, yeah. and realize that we can't do it all we have to say no to some things mm. and also we get into those those habits you know that that thing of okay well I'll get up and have a coffee and I'll, I'll run off to take the kids to school well no maybe get up that half an hour earlier just sit mm. and be 
quiet for a little while, listen to what's going on. You know, some people journal, some people manifest, some people just sit. I find if I can just be quiet for half an hour without all the noise of, a, you know, emails, um, you know, checking my phone, the kids, everything, then I can get balanced. But if I'm up and I'm late and I'm off straight away, that whole day is, is whole energy's changed. Absolutely. So, yeah. little things isn't it just the it tiny is. things half an hour of just quiet could be enough to set your day up for success um so it doesn't have to be these gigantic life shifts that everyone thinks it needs to be it just needs to be whatever works for you and smaller bits throughout the day i believe too even like after lunch if you sit and be quiet for that 15 minutes and hear again where you're at you're more likely to have a more successful afternoon than, you know, eating through your lunch and just powering through and crashing at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love that. Those little bits, um, small steps, baby steps. And we talked about it a little bit earlier in the um, interview was, you know, coming back to basics. So making sure that your personal health and well-being is um, paramount and taken care of, like you're well-rested and had enough sleep, you're hydrated and drinking plenty of water, you're nourishing yourself with good, wholesome uh, food and um, moving, moving in a, in a way that is, you know, good for your body, particularly if you're sitting at a desk for long periods of time yeah. or even if the opposite, if you're standing up all day, then you probably need some sort of rest time. And on top of that, like nature, I think getting out in nature and um, reconnecting with the earth, um, if you've got beaches nearby or water courses or bush to hang out in, just spending yeah, a Even grass, isn't it? Grass, just yeah, taking your shoes done. off. Because I've got a park right opposite me and all I need to do is take those shoes off and do one lap and um, I'm back to where I need to be. It literally yeah. takes five minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah, as simple know. as that. And isn't that right? Just five minutes is mm. all that you need to really stop, take a breath, feel your feet on the ground, especially in the grass. I mean, nothing better than beautiful crisp grass to put your feet on and or the beach sand and just be for a moment like the world is not going to end if you just stop for five minutes yeah and if you don't check your phone for five minutes the world is not going to end although I I swear I think it will um (laughs) there are times when I've just been with friends and let my phone go for I don't know two hours nothing happened but I feel more connected to myself my friends where I'm at and so why can't I do that when I'm by myself too? Why can we not just disconnect and spend that half an hour just by yourself listening to how you feel and what your body needs? I think we forget that. We're always, it's about our friends, our family, our job, our thing. But sometimes we just forget to just sit there with us. And that's why I do, I mean, I'm, I, I believe like you either sit there and think through stuff or you, you journal and you manifest and you get it out. Some people have to think it through internally. Some yeah. just have to get it out and feel it out of them. Otherwise their mind chatter just gets too big. So it's about what works for you, isn't it? I mean, I do it when I walk. If I walk and I have a half hour walk with the dogs, that's when I'll do my thinking. Um, just, it depends what works for you, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, 100%. And mm. some people like to talk it out too. So, you know, yeah. there's different ways, whether you're talking it to someone else or you're just talking to the dogs while you're walking. I find I like to verbalise. Uh, I'm sure a few people think I'm a little bit mad sometimes, but yeah. hey, whatever works. But, yeah, I love journaling too and a lot of my clients journal and just write it down because I often say if it's going around in your head, you're adding more to the story. Whereas if you write it down, you've given it a job, you've given those words something to do and therefore you don't need to worry about them anymore, you don't need to deal with them. And sometimes writing it down can help you to um, unpack it a little bit more too and really see what's going on. So, yeah, there's also yeah. lots of beautiful ways to really, you know, connect with yourself and or um, get out of your head and back into your body and just take some chill time I think yeah. five minutes of just being is so restorative and so rejuvenating that when you come back to your work that you're doing you're actually more productive and you're actually more efficient and effective at what you do yeah if we keep pushing and pushing and doing and doing and doing all we're doing is um, depleting all of our resources our energy and our uh, ability to make good decisions mm -hmm. and so we end up, you know, making not so good decisions and yeah. having to do twice as much work. And I mean, how many, you know, business owners, big high profile ones, have you even heard? Um, what is it, Adriana Huffington, you know, where you have that adrenal, um, you know, you, you, everything just shuts down. Yeah. Your body just says enough. You know, and that's it. You, you're gone. Your whole body needs to recover. And there's been so many um, that, that that's happened to. So you've got to spend that time listening in and just making sure you're on. I mean, look, I'm guilty of all of it. So yeah. I've had to, especially now getting older, realize to pull back and just sort of say, look, come on, what, what do you need? Um, people that know me will go, I don't know, but that probably banana bread from McDonald's is about as close <laughs> in chocolate chip muffins from muffin break is my outlet. Mm -hmm. But um, I've had to learn to just sort of step back and that's where the dogs come in. Or if you've got pets or kids or, you know, just get out and about with them because the dogs look at me at five o'clock every single day and the barking starts because they know it's their time. So I get up get out and that's me done. I've got no choice. I'm out. They're my dogs. That's, you know, so you've got to find something that makes you meeting friends and, you know, walking around and just getting it out is a great one too. Yeah. Um, what's the best um, place um, for people to find out more about um, what you've got going on to find you on socials? Where's the best place for that to happen? Yeah. So I hang out uh, in Facebook. I'm a bit of a Facebook fan. And so I've got a business page called Lisa Blackham Coaching. And within that coaching, I've got set up a little uh, free Facebook group called the Calm Mums Community, Love where it. beautiful women can come in a safe and nurturing place and get lots of tools and tips and ideas on how to, you know, take better care of themselves, manage their time, ways to de-stress and... Um, uh, chill out a bit more which yeah. is just a really nice place and I also have um, Instagram too uh, just Lisa Marie Blackham on Instagram so yeah we love a bit of social it's a great time great place to just you know yeah share and information and hang out it is and, and you really know that you're not alone that's what I think is great yeah. and even just seeing a quote or seeing a link to something that that you're going through at that time it might be all you need 
you know, to, to get through that day you're having. And I noticed, like I was saying this week, a few people online have been having tough weeks and it's just good to see other people, um, you know, uh, saying the same things and you're like, oh, it's not just me. Yeah. You know, just one of those weeks everyone has or something happened. And and I, I think that's where the social part of the social channels is great. Um, I think that's when if you need that support, like you're saying, your your Facebook group is there. You're there. There's there's tons of um, people who've been through it and can guide you through it. Whether it's you know through one on one coaching or group sessions or just as you say, being part of the free group and and just chatting to other women who are in the same situation as you. I find that that is uh, one of the the greatest things of social media in creating um, a safe uh, spot for women to really talk these things through. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it's certainly something that's getting uh, more and more prevalent. Um, but it doesn't take away from the, the physical um, connection either. I think that's no. paramount is having that um, social kind of human connection where you are face-to-face with people too. Yeah, so Exactly. Yeah. And that's where I'm, like, you know, your, your local business women's group, um, mm-hmm. like where we've connected through or, um, you know, they have lots of in-per- um, in-person things, your chamber of commerce, if you're a small business person um, in regards to even pet groups, I'm part of the Whippets um, community group. Uh, you know, those sorts of things are great outlets that aren't work where you can just chat and be yourself uh, with things that you love. So, you know, lots of hobbies, things like that. I think where she's saying like meetups, they're great because people that are like-minded are more likely to raise your, uh, your level and, and make you enjoy your life again, which is part of the, you know, like the, what is it? Belong, commit, you know, those sorts of things where it's just part of mental health. You've got to make sure you look after yourself in regards to your mindset, but be aware and see the signs when you can tell that you're struggling and, and reach out. Definitely, definitely. Um, That awareness is key. It's been awesome to have you with me today on the Small Business Cheerleader. Thank you, Lisa. And we're going to, um, I'll pop some links up when this comes out on YouTube to all of the channels so people can find you there. And um, yeah, it's just been great getting back grounded again when it comes to mindset because um, Mm -hmm. I think we all, I call in my, um, on my channels, a kick up the butt session. So I run those every, every couple of days just to say, look kick up the butt you need to be doing this that or the other so today my kick up the butt for everyone is just take half an hour today to sit down and just go through what you're feeling and thinking and wherever you think you need assistance in that look for it and um lisa's here i'm here we're all here to help so um yeah make sure you take that time and um look after yourself i think is my main my main finish for that one Mm, i love that what a perfect way to finish Got to finish. Alicia, it's been great to talk to you. And, um, yeah, good luck with everything going forward. Thank you. Okay, see ya. Bye.